Welcome to the Barbershed Podcast, where we help you to creatively and strategically build a profitable clientele as a beauty and barber professional. My name is Michael Banks, and I'm your host. In this episode, we had a chance to have a conversation with the game changer himself, Bill Cole. In this conversation, you'll learn about his background and his upbringing and what shapes the way he thinks about um, the industry and what he does and what he contributes and just the mindset needed for success. It's a really, really dope conversation that I enjoyed. Take a listen. For those who, 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 who don't know you, who haven't heard of you, can you, can you state your your name and the current state of your business now. For those of you guys who don't know who I am, I am the owner and operator of Bilco Barbershop, located in Gary, Indiana. We've been established since 1999. Um, I'm currently living in Houston, Texas. I own and operate a hair replacement center called I Am Bilco Hair Replacement Studio. So I'm currently operating two businesses in two different states, and uh, they both are thriving, doing pretty well. Nice, nice. How so? There's there's so many of us that that are trying to get to the point where we have a fully functional barbershop in one location, let alone two. How did you get to the point where where you decided that I can not only have two locations? but they can both thrive. Like, how did you get to that point? Sweat equity. Sweat equity. That's a good answer. Yeah. Major sweat equity. Yeah. And still yeah. putting sweat equity in it now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no easy solution to this process. Yeah. It's just living in the process. Yeah. You know, yeah. Being a living, a, I would say, um, epistle of who you are who you was created to be just living it yeah yeah mm -hmm. what do do you remember a moment um that happened where that you had that light bulb that was like this is possible this is possible and i'm gonna do it i mean i'm from the midwest right so one of the greatest things we ever seen was michael jackson at the age of eight, nine, when he first started singing, he never knew he was going to be the greatest man in the world. Mm -hmm. So he just, he followed his passion. He was born to sing. I, I, I kind of compare myself to that. Yeah. I never knew what I was going to be today, but I've always had a passion for barbering. Yeah. At the early age of 12, I never put a, I've always had a pair of clippers in my hands from 12. I'm 50 now. Mm. Okay. I didn't know that. And I still got a passion for it. Nice. Nice. So, so I'm listening to you. Do you feel like a, a lot of us miss out on opportunities because our mind is so far, like what five years is going to look like or what, what this big goal is that we're not in the moment to even see what's about to happen? And, and to take advantage of, of the moment, the now? So, like, I live by this motto. I say, turn your passion into profits. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are trying to turn their profits and don't have no passion. Mm -hmm. 
So they're chasing the money and don't have no revenue, or I would say don't have a direction to get it. When you follow your passion, the profit's gonna come to you. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like passion is something that you're born with or can be developed? Both. Hmm. You can fall in love with something that you had no clue about. It's about introduction. But it's different when you have a natural born ability to follow something that's been a taste in your mouth. A taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, definitely. Passion is twofold. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. So in our industry, we have it a lot where guys are chasing the money. They're chasing the bag. They, it's, they talk more about how to raise their ticket prices. And not about how to add more value to the people that they serve. Where do you think that mindset comes from? Is, is it just the generation and the culture that we in now because everything is so instant and fast because of social media? Or do you think do you think that the schools have have failed in the education? I was watching a documentary last night about Donna Summers. And how phenomenal she was. And she never wanted the limelight. She just loved the scene. And her personal life affected her tremendously in how far she really could have went. But she stayed true to her heart. Mm-hmm. Today's society, the industry I'm looking at now, a lot of these kids aren't grateful to even be in the shop. Mm. They're not even grateful to have a license. They're not even grateful to be around greatness. They treat greatness like it's normal. Um, I know I, I was teaching this girl in my class yesterday how to fade. And I taught her in like 30 minutes. And she said, you made that look so easy. I said, yeah, it took me 30 years, though. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of guys don't understand the terminology of sweat equity, um, sitting under leadership, being tutored, mentored. And so they think having money is more successful than having the actual learning skills. Yeah. Yeah. But what about when we're, we're, we're in the, in the culture now where these the younger generation coming up under us, they're about getting it now. And a lot of a lot of I know my siblings are trying to prove parents wrong. Like we can get it right now because we seen it on Instagram, we seen it on YouTube. This person my age, 17, 18, 19 years old on YouTube, they're checking a bag just by making content. I want to be like a these YouTube barbers and create content and that's how I'm going to make my income. And they see it, it's in their grasp. And us older, more seasoned barbers are like, no, you got to put in the sweat equity, like what you're saying. We got to put in the time. And they're like, nah. Are they necessarily wrong? Or is it something that you learned over the time in your career that that they're missing? That See, could merge I, I both up, worlds. Yeah, I, I grew up not having a lot. I, I watched my mama struggle. 
And so my motivation was to help my mama. So I had a driving force behind me. Yeah. And that will push you and take you to places that you never thought you can go. If these young kids today feel like they can go get the bag and become instant millionaire, the question to me is, why? Yeah. What's your why? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not knocking you. I um I had the privilege and the honor of servicing this big time YouTuber. Perfect mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. I, it just happened to me. You you seen the whole blow up? Mm-hmm. I'm completely oblivious to who this person is. <laughs> completely. Yeah. Not knowing he makes a lot of money off YouTube. Mm-hmm. 22 years old. Is he really 22? Okay. 22. Dang. But he, but, but, but he was trained. His mama didn't go. They did good by him. Yeah. I get to the house. He got a Bible next to us, monitors. We in the middle of just, he got all these people chatting and talking. He got a phone call from his mama. Hey. It, it went from it went from Gideon to, hey ma, what's going on? You okay? Yeah, did you eat? Yeah, mama, I ate everything good. I'm in the middle of my uh, complete. He still got humility, and he got success, and he doing it for his mama. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. he got a passion behind what he doing. Yeah, and. You know. And if I can, I can chime in right there. What I heard you say that I feel like is that missing piece is that you have to have something outside of yourself that drives you, something that 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 pushes you when you feel like being lazy, when you feel like uh, I don't I don't have to go as hard. Do you do you feel like if we can pour that into the people that we influence about being driven by something outside of yourself. We can be more effective in being influencers in this industry. Yes. It's it's all about paying you forward. Yeah. My mentor, Mr. Irby, man, I got stories about this man. Barber, entrepreneur, family man, first black man ever seen own his own product. And as a child, I was like 10 or 11. I watched him. When he should cut my hair, my eyes used to be laser focused. And he allowed me to work with him one day. He picked me up and I went to go pick up barber chairs. This was back in the day when you weren't putting drywall on the wall. You was putting paneling on the wall. Mm-hmm. So he taught me how to line the paneling in the center on the stud. Mm-hmm. And hit those little nails in there good. And they put the strip on top and put that strip so you can cover it up. He taught me some good stuff. He picked me up one day at 8 in the morning. He dropped me off like 11 o'clock at night. And he gave me $10. I was happy and sad. Because I felt that my labor was more. Mm-hmm. But I was happy because I know he showed me something in life I'll never forget. Yeah. And so with that being said, he gave me some some roots. Yeah. And I watered it 
being around the right rain, the right people, right sunlight. And I'm, what you see now is years of growth. Yeah. The younger youth today, they want to just buy a tree <laughs> and plant it in the ground <laughs> and then say, y'all water it. Yeah. That's my tree. Look the same, but got different roots. Yeah. Ooh. That reminds me of a scripture about when Jesus is giving a parable um, pertaining to um, when roots are 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 not deeply rooted in, rooted into the, the ground, how the fruit can wither away very easily due to the circumstances of the environment. You call yourself the game changer. That's a, that's a bold statement. It's a lot of heavy hitters in this industry. They don't boldly write that on their Instagram. You got some that try it, but I see, I see you write the game changer. And then I see the people that's in your chair smiling with, with the hats on, taking the hat off. And then I see the finished work. What what you're proclaiming and work that we see it seems to line up. When did that happen? When you was like, yeah, I'm the game changer. First class I ever took, Erskine Reeves, Dallas, Texas, December 17th, 2017. The barber school I went to was in the hood. I was cutting more hair as a student than a professional was on the other side. So theory, I didn't even have to go to school for theory because my instructor told me, he said, you think you that good? Pass your test on your own. You ain't even got to come to class no more. <laughs> and so with that being said, I missed out on a lot of principles that I needed. I never worked on a mannequin a day in my life until I went to that class. Oh, snap. Mm. So we get to the class. Erskine gives us the mannequin, and we have to do the haircut on the mannequin. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm in trouble. And he asked me, he showed what, what to do. He said, now we got a competition. Whoever get the best um, mannequin, they get $350 off my next class. I'm, I'm too competitive. Mm -hmm. It kicked in. I did a mohawk on the mannequin. First time ever doing a man wig. And I gave the mannequin a tail. Mm. Killed the cut. Blended the fade in, I won the competition. And I said, man, this is a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Because I thought about what he had said, the potential income we could make. Most barbers had never even made $100 a haircut back in 2017. Yeah, $100 a haircut is popular now. I wasn't even getting $100 a haircut back in 2017. Mm-hmm. 
He said, we can make 350 a person. My will starts spinning because I wrote in my goal sheet in five years, I want to work less and make more. The only way you can do that, you got to have high ticket items. This was one. And it made sense to me. So I dove all in. Yeah. And I said, I am Bill Code Game Chair. Yeah. That's how it happened. Yeah. So you said something interesting that now I'm interested in knowing about young Bill Code. You said that you 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 was writing down your vision of what you wanted. There's a lot of us that aren't writing anything down. We just winging it and we just going it. But we just going at it and just waking up and just letting life happen to us. You're writing stuff down. Is that from your childhood? Is that from growing up, being uh, being young, or did something happen? Like like like, what's the story behind like young Bill Cole getting into the industry, working, and how did you get to the point where you start writing things down? I've always been a visionary. Um, since young, since young, I've just been a visionary. Everything I ever been a part of, I was the leader. When I played Pop Warner, I was a I was a captain. Mm-hmm. When I was a um, paper boy, I was a paper boy. <laughs> I got I got most outstanding paper boy of the year award. They put me in the newspaper. I was embarrassed because <laughs> I didn't want anybody to know. But those things had gave me skills to make it today, mm-hmm. and so. I come from a lineage of business men and business women. We just have a natural business mindset for business. And so when I used to do my paper routes, I used to have to write, map everything out. I think apostolically. Mm-hmm. I got to think, see it from above. I got to make sure it's in order. I, okay, boom, 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 boom. And so when I started barbering, Man, one day I cut like 45 heads. Mm. I was exhausted. Yeah. I was like, the money was great. I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I started thinking of creative ways. How do I get to a place as a barber where I can make more money and work less? I was thinking like this in the 90s. Mm. And I said, I got to change my clientele. Because all my clientele was dope dealers. And dope dealers was coming and going. Yeah. Dying, going to jail. Yeah. Falling off, coming to ask me for favors because they should give me more money than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So now the money that you paid me back, it's balancing out now. So I, I start writing down um, vision, visions, uh, goals. And I set my short-term goal was to change my clientele. Yeah. And and I did that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think right now? Um, it, well, let me go back. Is, is it safe to say the environment that you grew up in, the family that you grew up in, them being, being business-minded, that, that that environment had an impact on you? Somewhat. Because that's my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. I grew up with my mama's side of the family. Okay. So as we say, the natural genes in me 
was just that. Yeah. I always thought of creative ways to make life easier without skipping uh, or taking shortcuts. Yeah. I always thought that way. Yeah. And for the person that feels like they don't come from that environment, is that something that from your experience you think think someone can learn it? Yes. That's where the passion comes in. Hmm. So if a person don't have a passion for that and he see my passion and he learn my ways and it start working for him, it would only make sense for him to be passionate about it. Yeah. Because if it worked for me, it worked for you. Yeah. So you think that mentorship and networking is important for growth? It's essential. Essential. It's essential. I have a mentor. Mm -hmm. I've always had mentors my whole life. Yeah. Outside of the barbers. Mm -hmm. Always mentors. Chicago. For whatever reason, and it's, you know, we don't have the reputation for collaboration, strong networking, like like that people like look forward to. We just don't have that, at, at least in the barber industry. When when I, I've been here all of my life and my strongest connection and all of my mentors, all of my coaches with the exception of one are all outside. That's when my growth started happening, when I started seeking mentorship outside of Chicago. But the more I get into mentorship and the more I get into coaching and investing in myself, the more I realize that this stereotype isn't necessarily true because there's some really dope people here in Chicago that are doing great collaborations. It's just for whatever reason, we keep letting other people paint this narrative that Chicago ain't it. So we got this upcoming networking event, the Elite Masters Collective. And if it wasn't for Jay Ruff putting it together, if it was somebody else, I probably would have been like, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But it was because it was him, that's my boy. It was like, you know, I'm I'm definitely gonna come and support. What is it about Elite Masters Collective that makes you want to be involved in it? Um, I stand in the same agreement with you. I saw Jay Ruff growth um, from a um, student to a professional to a com- uh, barber competitor. I was uh, the facilitator for Wall Clipper Company for a uh, show we did. And he came every year. And he he competed and won, competed and won, lost some, came back, competed and won. I was always attracted to his passion. Mm-hmm. And when he called me and, and asked me to be a part of the uh, Elite Masters Network, I said, what are we doing this for? He said, man, I had a vision. And I want to bring it to uh, our region and help our barbers and our and everybody else in the industry. I said, I'm all in. Yeah. He's yeah. not the type of guy who'll call in favors. Mm-hmm. So when he do call, you answer. Yeah. Yeah. At this networking event, there's going to be a lot of people that's, that's there because they all for the collaboration. They they there for it. That's what 
then you're going to have some that are there because they're young and, and, and they're students and they just trying to see what they can gain. But you're going to have some that's there that's just skeptics. They're just there watching. For those three groups, if it's one thing that you want them to gain from the experience, what would it be? That's a really great question. Knowing me because I'm such a giver, whatever you have in your heart that you came to get, I pray you get it. Because mm. <laughs> you, mm. you're here for a reason. <laughs> Even as a skeptic, if you coming to see, man, can Mike really podcast? Can he really podcast? Is this podcast really like that? You finna find out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, is, is Bill Cole really the game? You know what I'm saying? He really doing it. You're gonna find out. Because lifestyle proves intent. You That's can't good. hide how you're living. That's good. So for those three groups of people, come. It's, you're here for a reason. And you're gonna leave with what you came for. Mm. <laughs> That's a great answer. I like that. I like that a lot. What do you hope to gain from it? I hope I can gain more relationships. Um, I'm living in the goals I set right now. Right now, I'm I'm living in what I I, I sold. I'm reaping my harvest right now, and this is this is just a shadow of things to come. Yeah. What I want is to be able to give people what I got. That's good. Givers grow. That's good. Takers don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you can't receive with a closed hand either. I'm a giver. Yeah. That's My good. whole life. That's good. I give to a default sometimes. And then I sit back and I think about it. I'm like, wow, though. I was sowing. I wasn't just giving. So it's a difference. Do you have a moment in your life where you where you didn't live by your principles of giving and 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 it backfired on you? I ain't never been stingy. I'm telling you, I'm different, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm different. I was I was just I always been a giver, man. Never missed. I feel wrong when I don't give. Yeah. So yeah. like you know, I know I know my purse is my purpose, and one of my gifts is the gift of giving. Mm-hmm. So, but I did learn how to give and who to give. Mm. My wife has helped me out with that a lot. Yeah, because I can call myself being a blessing, and the whole time I'm really not. I'm getting played. Yeah, yeah. So. What's the? How does someone distinguish to like who to who to give to? That's the spirit of discernment. Yeah. You know when. So what I've figured out is in the, at 50 now <laughs> is is when someone asks me if I don't have a sense of peace, I don't do it. Yeah. Because sometimes I, I didn't have peace. And I would be like, I'm gonna do it because I, you know, God bless me, I'm gonna bless him. Man. I gotta have peace. And that peace is Yahweh behind me saying, 
it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would ignore him violating his principles. Yeah. Yeah. How I learned the hard way. How important is your relationship with God with your business and the way you serve people? I know who I am. I know whose I am. And I know why I'm here. I'm purpose-driven with a passion. There's nothing but Yahweh behind me. And he's giving me a vision to protect it. And so the people that come are the, are the, are the, the fuel behind the blessing. They keep it going. Yeah. So it's very imperative. Everything I do is spirit-led. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that as we're learning how to grow and mature as service providers, we talked about how, you know, you, it was, you worked for like your mom and then the young YouTuber, you know, he supporting his mom. At some point in time, it has to grow even beyond that. Beyond that. And the place where you're at spiritually, where you do all things unto the glory of God, it affects the way you do it and has nothing to do with what that person is doing to you. Is that safe to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to the person that's all they've ever experienced is people keep treating me wrong and they feel so defensive? And everything that they do is kind of like a trauma response. Victim mentality. Mm. At, at, at some point, you got to stop being the victim and become victorious. You got to look at life from a different angle and say, all my life I've been beat on, but I ain't fought nobody back. <laughs> so you got to stop fighting back. And so... um I don't give pity to people who are victims. I give people to who I give pity to people who don't know they're victim. But if you know you're a victim and you stay a victim, mm. you like being a victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's 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 a good environment? Or, or or a good tactic that someone can learn how to stop being a victim and learn how to fight back skillfully as a business owner. Look in the mirror. Be honest with yourself. Be accountable for your actions. And hold yourself accountable. Yeah. That's good. My pastor said this a long time ago. He said, whatever you tolerate, will become permanent. Yikes. If you tolerate that behavior, it'll become a permanent factor in your life. And that's you tolerating it. Nobody's doing you wrong. You're allowing yourself to do yourself wrong. And you're blaming somebody else about it. Yeah. 
would you say your pastor is one of those one of those mentors or one of those guys that you said were outside of the industry that that's important in your life? A thousand percent. Yeah. He helped me with time management. Time management. Really? A hundred percent. Can you expound on that? He helped me gain wisdom on what was important for time wise sake. Um he helped me understand what a vision and a dream, the difference. Uh, the, the, the word is, everybody say, you know, God gave me a vision, but it never come to pass. You lying on God. <laughs> but when you do something without nobody's authorization and it comes to pass, and then you say, oh, this happened because God gave me a vision. And this is how it's supposed to be. God don't talk. He about action. That's Before good. there was light, it was already light. He just had to speak it. Mm-hmm. He, he never said, I'm about to make some light. Yeah. He just said, let there be light, because he, he, he saw it first. Yeah. And that's when you are God-led, spirit-led, you don't talk about nothing. You just do it. And then you give him the glory. Yeah. What would it cost someone to not give God glory? And what and what he's doing through them. Do you think they would live and die by by their own sword or, or it would like stunt their growth? Like, like what's your thoughts behind that? Like if someone... Complete selfishness. Yeah. Not acknowledging that you are a creator. No, you are creation from the creator. You just didn't fall out the sky. You were here for a specific reason and a purpose and a destiny. And every day you breathe, you should find out why. That gives you substance to wake up. So when you don't have a, a recollection of who you are and where you come from, you take life for granted. Yeah. And you live like that. Have you always been like this? I got introduced to Christ at born and raised in a Bible, uh, Bible of belt in my neighborhood. We were we were seeing me, mm-hmm. Christian Methodist. Okay. Very religious. But the relationship came around 16. Because I had a tumultuous lifestyle at the time. My, my father was on drugs. Hmm. And um, we it's five in the house, two older, two younger. I'm the middle child. I got two on here, two right here. I'm a Libra. I'm 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 balanced things. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find balance in my life at 16. I was it was rough, rough, and that put me on a journey to find out something got to be more greater than me to give me peace because I'm not at peace. Yeah. 
I was always um, passionate about everything I did. If I played football, I'm all in. Basketball, I'm all in. Track, I'm all in. Girls, I'm all in. <laughs> but I went all in life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live it. I was 16 with suffering from depression, probably. Or I don't even know. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't like how we was living. Yeah. We were struggling. And so, um, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. Not having something, you'll create something to fill that void. And instead of me creating something, I went to the creator. Yeah. So my journey started at 16. I made a commitment to Yahshua at 27. Yeah. So that's yep. that's that's a lot of time that has passed. Is there anything significant about the age of 27 that happened that that he was like, I'm I'm submitted. I had been ignoring his voice. Cause I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Like he been calling me. I want to answer him. Yeah. I want to explore life. I want to see what it was to get outside the house. Cause I had a lot of responsibility at an early age. I had to be a man before my time. Mm-hmm. I had to drop out of college. Yeah. So I'm mad. I don't can't nobody tell me nothing. And um I hit rock bottom. And I was like, what you want? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Somebody will be listening to this and be like, man, what what does this have to do with cutting hair? I'm on the I'm under the firm relief that it is impossible to be submitted to the creator of all creations to see the beauty that's in this world and say that I am modeling myself after him. I'm imitating my father and not be passionate in how you detail a fade, how you take time to, to curate a line around someone's head. I think that it's impossible to be convicted of, of the creator and not go all in and go hard on the way you cut hair, even the way you, shampoo hair the way you serve them at the checkout line and be thinking about them and recommending them products. Do you hold that same conviction? I don't hold that conviction, but that's a great way of looking at it. And I appreciate that. I mean, the Bible talks about how he knows every hair on our head is counted. <laughs> you must know something about hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, um, I think for me, the more I, I start seeing relationships amongst creation, human beings, and the and the importance of not only loving your neighbors but even loving your enemies and and, and all that, it was just like the scripture that I kind of live my life by is. Um, Corinthians, First Corinthians, whatever you, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do all things to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, all means all. So if I'm going to be in this industry, I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. I'm not going to do it as unto 
myself because sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes I don't want to go that hard. Sometimes I feel like just going up on my price just because. Because I want some more. But I held, you know, that conviction that I have is more about giving, as you said. It's about giving and serving than receiving. And the more I gave in value, and the more I also began to understand my value and, and what what was, you know, due to me, things started to balance out. It was more that um, it was when I found mentorship, when I when I got into coaching and when I decided to stop trying to control the outcome and just be in the moment when things started to really change in the past six years of my career things took off in a way that I never expected. I never saw coming. And at the time when we first met, I don't know if you remember this. When oh. we first met, you caught me in a moment where it was just like, I'm, I do this thing called barbershare where I invite guys out to just whatever question you have, I'm going to just share it. And you came over to my booth and you was like, hey, What's going on? What is this business? And at that time when you came, I came there to show barbers just what I was doing as far as making content and how I'm converting content to people in my chair. And then it turned into like people just wanted me to make content for them. And you came over to my booth and you asked you asked me the question about what my business is, and I'm kind of stumbling over my words a little bit. You was like, hey, hey, brother, you got you to gotta have clarity because I'm getting a little lost on what's going on over here. This was that 2021-2022 Diffusion Trade Show with Lily. You had just finished up your class, and you had came out and walked right over to my booth. And you caught me in the moment when I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just being here. In the I moment. remember that, dude. That's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Dude, thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I would I would never forget that because my first knee my knee jerk reaction was like, Do you know who I am? And then I had to think about it, like, he not right. He he not wrong. I don't have clarity right now. I'm just I'm just here. And there's something going on that I don't quite understand. But you was in the moment. Mm-hmm. You just, you, you figuring it out as you go. Mm-hmm. You following your passion. Yeah. And I remember that. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and that's when I first met Legally. Because um, I was there with my business coach, uh, Nikki Smith. Um. I have been following Nikki since I first went to hair school. I was, I'm a, a pivot point graduate. And mm. uh, that's when I first like met her back in the 2000. Wow. And um, for most of my career, I just been, you know, I was very competitive, younger, uh, you know, um, should have did more competitions, but I realized real quickly that the trophies didn't necessarily convert to income in the salon day to day. I didn't know how to leverage that. I didn't, I didn't know how to use that to, to, to my benefit. 
me, I, I come up in the, me and Erskine come up in the same neighborhood. We, oh, wow. We come from the same shop. Erskine and all of them. He was in my wedding. So, so that's, that's to show like the close proximity of how, how we are. Wow. But I stay so isolated to myself. Like, I'm uh, Erskine is my boy. That's my dude. But he, I mean, he'll tell you, like, man, Mike be on his own thing. And I feel like I've missed out on so much being isolated and being a lone wolf. So the networking thing is actually still kind of new to me. The it's a lot of fast talking to me. I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot. I'm seeing a lot going on, but I'm very observant. And I seen a lot of a lot of talking and nothing really coming of it. But somehow when I met you at that fusion trade show and I saw Lily and what she got going on and what she's building, when J Ruff told me who was on the panel, it's some people on the panel I don't know or never heard of. But some of the people that I'm seeing on this list has me excited because this is something different that I don't think has been in Chicago in a while. And, yeah. and what I'm personally hoping to gain is just the opportunity to just be in the moment and not miss out on any more. What do you feel like is that one thing that someone listening to this right now, as they're preparing, they're getting the outfit right now, they listen to this in the moment, they're trying to figure out what shoes they're going to wear with their shirt. What's that one thing that, that, that you feel like they need to become ready to give so that they can be able to receive? For me, I think is, from my first experience, clarity on what it is that they're doing. Do you think something different? I think that should come being transparent. Mm. Don't come in with a face on, like you're a multimillionaire and you got together. Come in saying, I'm a multimillionaire and I'm gonna show you how I became one. Yeah. Don't come in with hidden secrets. Mm -hmm. Don't give me a piece of the bread when you know I need the whole loaf. That's what networking is all about. Yeah. Exchanging resources. Yeah. I'm willing to give. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hold you too much longer because I look forward to connecting with you over the weekend and, and maybe possibly if, you know, things line up even in the future. Um, mm -hmm. what's, what's, what's that one thing that when it's all said and done, you want people to know and remember about you? That I die empty. Yeah. I didn't hold nothing back. I gave y'all everything I got. Everything I had, I gave it to you. I gave you 100% of who I am. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I want people to understand that I was here on assignment and my assignment was completed. Mm. That's good. That's good. How how do you want people to connect with you? Uh, as far as how you can reach me, mm -hmm. or oh, 
Okay, well, as far as reaching me on all platforms, uh, my name is I am Bilko. I A M B I L L C O. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I ain't did LinkedIn. I got LinkedIn, but I don't use that. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna start using it though. Yeah, same here. Somebody's gonna be listening to this and they're gonna wanna talk to you. Are you open for mentorship? Oh yeah, most definitely. I have a mentorship program. Okay. How can I get connected? Mm, so everything's on my website. Everything's on the website. I am billco.com. And uh, you can send an inquiry up and uh, we'll respond back to you and get you set up because you got to go through your intake first so we can know what you need mentorship about. That's dope. You got an onboarding process. I like that. You ain't, mm-hmm. That's that's how I know it's a, it's, a, it's a real mentorship program. All right. I'm going to make sure that all those links are also in the description. Um, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I think I got what I need. My quote, turn your passion into profits. Live your best life. Yeah. Bill Cole, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, I appreciate you. Salute to you, man. All right. Thank you. And thank you for merging what you didn't have clarity with. Because <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and that was, from, that was from a pure heart. That wasn't no judgment. Like, you got a whole business out here. And I'm like, what you do? You like, um, so um, we doing. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Because it was changing right in that moment. And I was mad that you called me out on it. Oh, man, I was mad. I was like, oh, he caught me. <laughs> caught me slipping. <laughs> hey, I, I, I speak from my heart, though. Yeah. You know, it wasn't no judgment. It was like, oh, man, get out of here. Because I came to support you. Mm-hmm. You did. I'm ready to drop some money. What you got? Yeah. Absolutely. You like, I was like, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, he called me. He called me. <sighs> yeah. But you got it now. Look, 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 look at Yahweh's grace. Look yeah. at this time, man. Yeah. It's impeccable. Yeah. Yeah, Carl, I appreciate you, brother. Look forward Salute to Salute uh, to you, man. Uh, uh, See you June you. 11th, man. Okay. Cool. All right. Peace. All right.